Lacey, what up? Hey. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, get that frog out. Get that frog I'm out. Kidding. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Been a um, been a week since we've seen each other. Yeah, doesn't feel like it. A lot has gone on. Oh yeah, semi mental breakdown on what Tuesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's like a, a monthly thing for you. No, no, this one was like a dark place yeah yeah spiraling so i actually took an anxiety medication um so i'm glad that thought popped in my head which just made me tired because it this started at like 11 in the morning so by i don't know but 222 sticks out in my head so 222 p.m i don't know the uh vultures were circling so uh oh i popped a uh anti-anxiety and then i sat in my bed <clears throat> reading from my codependency handbook. And then I started yawning. I'm like, yep, it's not night time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I'm good. You seem normal today. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Okay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Nothing a little drugs won't fix. That's right. Sometimes you need a little help. <laughs> or a little help to prevent yourself from doing anything dumb. Like yeah. Bothering anybody that you shouldn't be bothering. Yeah. 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 My week was cool. Um, busy, of course, tis the season. Um, but yeah, you know, just getting along, getting along, not outside much, not as much as you anyway. I'm outside much. You, I mean, you out. I'm out in these streets. Mis- no, I'm just kidding. Mis- <laughs> not really. It's been chilly. <laughs> it's been chilly. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start the episode hey hey welcome to the what happened podcast my name is camille and i'm Elise. um yeah i uh oh yes we have uh what you call it to catch up from our last episode you have an update for our listeners yeah. So, listeners, if you didn't listen to the last episode, it was on codependency. And Lacey was triggered because she, Erin, realized she may have been a codependent. I have some codependency tendencies, <laughs> if you will. Can you, how many times can you say that fast? Codependent tendencies. Codependent tendencies. <laughs> so, she went and got consultation, if you will? Uh, no. I enrolled in a coda which is codependence anonymous okay uh, okay zoom meeting since obviously with the pandemic the normal one that takes place in norfolk um was not face to face it's like a step program yeah which i'm gonna tailor it towards my goals and, and needs because there's certain things about um bullet points about the codependent that just do not it's just not me. I mean, some of them absolutely, but some of them no. Mm-hmm. So there's certain uh, steps. For instance, the uh, making amends. I can see it <laughs> to a certain point. Like maybe I need to, if my kids were adults, be like, I apologize for when, you know, I wasn't as attentive to your needs as I could have been because I was mentally strung out on this person. Mm-hmm. And I can, I get that family, okay. close friends, you know. Uh, but as far as like reaching out to people, like I was dating a guy 
And then, you know, my one that I'm like codependent with was like, oh, hey, let's hang out. Come to California. I was like, right on. Let's go. I broke up with them before I left to go there. This is years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so I don't want to be a cheater. I don't want to cheat on anybody. I, I easily so could have just been like. So you break up. Right. I then. easily just could have. No, I didn't want to get back together. I'm not that about that <laughs> life either. Okay. But I'm like, well, I could easily have just been like, well, I got to go to California for something and see you in a week and just been a hoe and cheat. But mm-hmm. I don't have that in me. Like I would feel so guilty. Um, so I just, I text him cause I'm a horrible person. I'm like, it's not going to work out. And he was fucking devastated, devastated. Of course that made me just be like, Oh, even more. But mm-hmm. years go by. It's been like three, yeah, three and a half, four years now. And I was talking to Mike, Mike since he called me, Mike, Sunday shout out night. to Mike. Sensei. He did a random FaceTime. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. Because occasionally he's anxiety to the point where he doesn't want to text. And the other times he's like, hey, FaceTime, boo, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had yeah. a FaceTime in for like hours, um, just catching up on stuff. And he, I talked to him about the CODA thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that this person was the only one I could really think of to make amends with as far as like an ex or something. And um, that night I looked him up. And apparently he still follows me on Instagram, this guy. And he just got engaged. And he is looking fine. Like, he's been in the gym. Don't he's got his hair in a man bun. Like, he looks amazing. I'm not a homewrecker. I'm not going to yeah. be like, how you doing? But I, you know, did request to follow him back. I don't know if he said yes. Just because, you know, I don't want to apologize. But, like, just say I'm happy for your engagement. Congratulations. Because that just happened this summer. And I text Mike. I'm like, yeah, well, <clears throat> he's good. He's engaged. So I did him a solid. <laughs> like, I don't feel like I need to make an amends. It's true. I mean, like I kind of do, but then he, I don't want to stir his shit. You yeah, know what I if mean? If he wasn't, if he wasn't engaged and he wasn't seeing anyone seriously, even if he was seeing someone seriously or if he was dating, I think it would be a good step for you to reach out. But now that it, it could just get messy, yeah. it could just get messy. I think I could just ruin him even more. Like, I think, I yeah, because especially because he was feeling you to a degree, right. like you ripped the bandaid off. You shouldn't have even friend requested him, to be honest with you. He already followed me. I didn't even but know. He was probably following you from back then. No, because he blocked me for a few weeks. Oh, uh, okay. Like okay. Got it. So, yeah, I, I, you de- definitely don't try to open up the lines of communications. If he reaches out for whatever reason, just say, hey, you know, good to see you're doing well. And that's it. Just just leave that there. Because yeah, yep. you don't know what kind of feelings he could still be harboring and stuff like that. And you don't want to be in the mix like that. But I, I appreciate the fact of the making the amends and all that. I think it's a very, really important step to get you in a better mental place. And like, you know, because it's just like you're fixing your 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 turmoil. And it helps the, the guilt, you know, because right, it's like when I right. get down on myself about parenting or something and i'm like man i met you know my oldest is 13 i missed all this extra time i could have had because you know i spent five years dealing with their dad Mm -hmm. and not having fun and being this and that so it's easy to see all the negatives of it for sure it does help to just you know make amends in a way that a child can understand like i'm gonna try to do this better you know yada yada but yeah they're really not gonna comprehend it right now yeah for the kids like again like you said if they were older (laughs) and you fucked them up to the point where they can't like be in a serious relationship Mm -hmm. with a girl because mommy issues like Mm -hmm. that would be something different but they're young they don't really they probably didn't even really 
No, the only the way you make amends with them is being the best mother you can to right. them right now. Yeah, changes matter more than right words, especially when you can still take actions on it. For that's sure. the only thing that I feel like any kind of like guilt about is when you know with family and stuff because you know with my dad I was ignoring him for a while because I was in a fight with my mom and I'm their baby daddy. You know, drama, drama, drama. That's all you're fixated on when you're having an issue, mm-hmm. and he's gone now. So it's just kind of like that guilt. Sure, and there's going to be some forgive yourself guilt. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, no, I'm good. Because I don't want to be like, oh, hey, I'm sorry for being a codependent in our relationship, even though, turned out, funny story, you were, in fact, cheating. So, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to apologize to you for you cheating because I was, you know, like, <laughs> clung on to you or right. I drove you to it or whatever. Um, so there's certain things about it that it's not really relevant. And it comes to a point in time where I think you need to stop basking in your bullshit like oh it wants you to make a journal all that that's great maybe like for a 30-day period i think all of that is just because people and you're kind of doing it but people don't want to acknowledge that shit Mm -hmm. so they try their best okay i did this this is all right i'm ready to move on to the next step but you can't really move on to the next step until you completely Mm -hmm. acknowledge that first hardest step because that's the step where you're reaching out to other people and be like, yo, I wronged you or whatever the case may be. And not necessarily saying you're doing it to that extreme, but I think that's why they harp on it for so long because they want you to completely and fully own it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I get it. But it's just like after a period of time, I feel like you kind of need to write things down, learn from it, keep it, you need to refer to it. But I don't want to keep reading about, codependency stories for the right. next like year right. because i'm like oh yeah this is me i don't want to identify yeah. with that yeah once i make a change like this is what i had been sure. doing and sure. then you know if i ever feel codependency i can refer back to my you know literature <laughs> and be like i have this as a reminder this is my why yada yada and keep it moving right just don't want to sit there and bask in it just like you know with when people follow someone on like instagram that has like a like i think it's a narcissistic memes like they're always like Talking about if you or X was a narcissist, like, are you going to get over it? No, because you keep reading about it. every time you get on your Instagram. It's like, exactly. if he wanted to, he will. It, 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 it. Like, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got to. So that's where I'm at. You got to, you, you acknowledge things, but you don't live in it. Like, yeah. it doesn't, it shouldn't become your identity. Um. So, yeah, no, I, I completely agree And with the statistics that. are like 65% of um, females have codependency tendencies. I and I'm that. like, I could, cause all my girlfriends, you know, like we have anxiety, you know, if it's like, Oh, you're seeing someone, you know, I had this conversation with a girlfriend last night, like you're seeing them, but like you, you're not official. So it's like, yeah. if you, you go to their house and it's not an immediate, like hug and kiss acknowledgement, they're probably clueless to it, but it's like mm-hmm. stewing in you. And then it's like, okay, What's really going on? Are you withdrawing? And that's a part of like codependency. Trying to teach you like you shouldn't fucking care, but it's hard to compartmentalize those things. But right. Yeah. But yeah. So 60%, 65% of other ones. So I I definitely see that, but maybe we attract each other too. I don't know. (laughs) Shout out to you for making that step. And are you continuing on with the uh, zoom meetings? Um, I don't know. I may just be an observer. Instead of, um, but you're still gonna go to them, right? I may just okay. be like an audio observer instead of video. Um, okay. Because again, like I told you, you can't even like 
not an agreement or right. anything that makes me kind of uncomfortable. That's just natural for me, right. especially and I, also, if I'm I don't hearing like, someone's story. Like, like, see someone that I'm like, oh, they're cute. I don't <laughs> need that in my life. Pulse. I feel like if I was ever an alcoholic, went to AA, I'd probably be like, oh, I like you. Let's like, go get drunk together. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unless I have something to say, then yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Even then, I can still do a voice. I, I don't know. We'll see. I have my books. I ordered a, um, a workbook. Um, and the reading book Codependence, Codependent No More, which has been out since the 80s. And it's, you know, I guess one of the best readings for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's nice. Good work. Yeah. Good job. I think um, I think that was very, uh, very important for you to acknowledge and take that step so you can rid yourself of the shit that you need to rid yourself of. Yeah, because that anxiety of that shit is not fun. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. So, on to today's topic. So, we're doing a little internet browsing, and we're still at the very top of 2021. So, for all of you, so last uh, so last episode was codependency, codependency. The episode before last was just about New Year's resolutions and kind of how you go about keeping in with your new year's resolutions. So this episode, we are going, um, this was already curated bustle.com put together a list 21 expert approved relationship goals for 2021. And I perused the list. I didn't look at it in depth because I wanted my reaction to be an honest reaction throughout the pod. So, um, yeah, let's get it started. Lacey, you want to kick it off and we'll just go back and forth? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Um, first one is to be intentional with your time together. And that should be a thing anyways when you want to spend. I mean, not it's not always going to be that way, especially if you ever live together. But right. if you set a date, time, like let's spend time together, make it worth it. And you're not just sitting next to each other mm-hmm. in silence watching a movie, which Sometimes it's fine, but that shouldn't be like your activity. Yeah. It, it, you're like, oh, it wouldn't matter if they were here or not. I wouldn't notice a difference. Well, do it's basically saying um, social distancing isn't an excuse to watch movies and get takeout every night. You can be safe while still being intentional with your time. Mm-hmm. Take a Zoom cooking class. Um, also dope. with like Sling TV, you can do a, a watch party, you know, so you could be on FaceTime or video while you're watching the same show. Okay. Movie, like in real time. Okay. Um, do an art. Netflix really needs to perfect that yeah they do like everyone has netflix there should be a way for us all to watch netflix together like i know they used to have it i think on like like on the gaming systems or something like that back in the day there's a way to do it it's just a pain in the ass to have to get an app and yada yada and well you can do it i think on your on your computer or something oh, like that. oh yeah yeah, that's what it but is i don't think you can do it TV. through the app which is stupid mm-hmm. just add the option right. but whatever um you could do an at-home art project uh, phone bank for a cause you care about. That's about visit a local nature reserve, more day trips, less Netflix. The couch will still be there when you're done. I promise. But see, this is, I feel like this is presuming that the two people live with each other. So if you don't live with each other, I, it still remains. This still remains true. You should do more things that are more about actually doing things than watching TV together. But 
there still is some quality in watching good movies. Right. And if you have um eating and stuff like that. A series like, that you two started yeah, together. Yeah, for sure. And then it gets like, you didn't watch another episode without me, did you? Like, right. that's our thing. Like, right. that, that right. I think is cute. So I, I think, I think, I like, I, I get where this one is coming from, but on the same token, I feel like don't, don't short sell the, uh, the quality time of watching something together and just, you know, be cuddled up on the couch with each other. Like that's also quality time to me. Mm-hmm. So yep. any time spent together. Um, and you're acknowledging each other's existence. Right, right, right. And yeah, is good time. I agree. I concur. Right. Number two is play hooky. Everyone deserves a mental health day. Some, uh, sometimes in 2021, make it your point, make it a point in your relationship to prioritize free time, rest, and a little spontaneity. Pick a day you both can uh, pick a day you can both play hooky and switch from G chat to G spot. Whoa! Right? That that Whoa. escalated quickly. But yeah, there's there's nothing better than like uh, arranging to be off with someone and just. It's called spontaneity. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I I completely agree with that one. Um, Sometimes you just got to ditch responsibilities for a a short period of time. As long as it's mutual. Otherwise, you're being codependent. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I will rearrange my whole life because you want to do this right now. I sense a theme here. But yes, it must must be mutual. But yeah. um, Don't go losing your job over some D. Definitely do not lose your job (laughs) over the Vagine. Unless, I mean, unless it's some really good. No, 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 no. Ain't no that V ain't going to pay your rent unless she starts on OnlyFans. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. All right. Uh, next, number three, cultivate gratitude. Uh, 2020 was the year things you couldn't do. Consider 2021 the year to be thankful for things you do have. A few times a week, exchange lists with your partner about what you both are grateful for, such as warm food, comfy clothes, friends that send you memes. You'll be amazed at how quickly it will change your perspective. That's a little much to me. Cultivate gratitude. I agree with you should actively be aware of being appreciative of mm-hmm. your partner. So if they are like, let's you make plans to hang out. Um, obviously, you can't really go out to eat as easily these days. So what if they're like, hey, what you want me to pick something up? Be thankful. Say thank you for dinner. Thank you for, you know making time for us to do that. Just be thankful and a have few gratitude times a week exchange lists. Yeah, that's a little weird to me. If I do this a few times a week, what the hell am I doing at Thanksgiving? <laughs> right? Like, God dang. That's a lot. That's a lot. Look, just acknowledge each other. Say thank you when it's warranted and just let the other person know that you appreciate them. Sometimes it's nice to hear that. And even though you already feel that and you're, you're just like, well, they know how great that is that they appreciate that I appreciate when they do X, Y, and Z. Maybe they are having a hard day and it would be nice to be like, oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. You can be over the top about it. Like, you're the best. No. If you feel that way, cool. But you don't got to do that for no. everything yeah. every day. Then it doesn't mean shit. A few times, that, that's a bit much. That's some, Learn the other person's love language. Mm-hmm. That's how you cultivate gratitude. Yes. Uh, no, learn your own and then know what your partner's is. And right. Yeah, that right. will absolutely that that right there shows that you give a shit. Exactly. I'm like, thank you for caring enough to know more about me. Yeah, like, appreciate you. Number four, turn your damn phone off. When working from home, you may feel like you and your partner are in a poly 
a polyamorous relationship with your iPhones. That's pretty funny. Set out specific phoneless dates to enjoy each other's company. Unplug. I, I like that one. I appreciate that one. Uh, to a degree, you have kids, so you can't say, yeah. completely turn it off. But you can also like isolate their alerts so that it only mm-hmm. rings when it's them. And I think that's that's a very good strategy. Uh, I yeah, I'm, I fully support that. Have phoneless periods of time with someone where you could just be about them and whatever it is that you guys are doing. Yeah. Like when I'm out on a date or if I'm, you know, even at my man friend's house, there's certain notifications like, yeah, we're seeing each other, but I don't need you to hear ding, ding, tender, tender, ding, ding. It's hinge. And I also don't need you to walk by the counter and see my phone like lighten up from like that kind of stuff. Hotline bling. Right. I mean, even though I'm not doing anything wrong, but it's still like for me, I'd be like, right. You know? So whenever I see people or, or I'm out on dates, I keep my phone um, either Face out on the counter up. Oh. if I need to see it light up because the boys, right. um, or if I have my little watch on that vibrates when I get a text, then I'll silence my phone mm-hmm. and then I'll get texts, which not many people text me. It's just notifications that drives my phone nuts. But that yeah. way, if there is someone that texts, I can see, gives me a preview on my watch. If it's something urgent, then I can get up, go to my purse and get my phone. Mm-hmm. If not, then it stays over there. So I'm not tempted to browse or anything, even though it may right. be harmless. It's still annoying because the other person is, doesn't know what you're doing on there. Yeah, and it's like, am, am I not eating enough to pay attention to me and not whatever the hell is going on on the phone? Like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like if you're constantly in your phone, it what what are we? Why why are we even? You're clearly more interested in whatever is going on there. Let's just call this a night. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Uh, number five, have you time. Duh, go to minute D. Uh, <laughs> being in love doesn't mean loving all the same things. Ugh, that'd be boring. Take that Zoom yoga class sure your boo would. laughed at. Marathon that trashy TV. That's my fave. They don't get. Order from the Thai place your partner can't stand. After months of self-distancing together, scheduling some weekly you time is more important than ever. That's, oh, yeah. If you're quarantined together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if it's like, I'm going to go... To my space over here when i'm here i'm gonna act like nobody else is around right because you need that but if you're just seeing someone you still need to cultivate and maintain your own hobbies and fun and because that's where codependency comes in if you're you know gonna sacrifice things that you enjoy to make sure that when they're available you get that time in to do what they like to do or to see them mm-hmm. then you're slowly depending on them for your happiness because you're not doing any other stuff that you would normally do mm-hmm you know, maintain yourself. And if the other person is like, ew, I'm going to be up your ass 24-7, they are not the one. Yeah. You time is super important because. Like, I was me before I met you. Just like when you have kids. I was me before I became a mom. I need to maintain certain you things ha- that I enjoy. Yeah, doing. you have to keep some type of semblance of yourself. Like, it's it's great to spend time with the other person and become one with that other person. But not to the point where you're losing your own identity. So. Yeah, completely support that one. Yep. It's a good list. It's a good list. Uh, number six, practice saying and hearing no. I think this one is super, super, super important. Also codependency. <laughs> Long gone are the days of saying yes to things you don't actually want to do and then secretly getting resentful or trying to steamroll your partner into doing something they're not into. So it's like, I gave you this yes. 
but you're going to give me three more yeses on something that I want to do, like that type of deal. 2021 is the year of no. Practice setting boundaries when you need to and accepting them, even when you don't want to hear it. You you don't have to do you don't have to go on uh, every Zoom family dinner, nor do you nor do you, your partner need to watch you bleach your roots. Yeah, and that kind of goes with you know have you time like your partner could go to the Zoom family dinner. Maybe you just don't want to do it. Like it, and you're very okay with not doing something or not wanting to do something. Now I'm not saying that this is a this is an excuse to not do anything with your partner, but if there are certain things that you're not interested in or you just aren't feeling at the time, there's nothing wrong with saying no. Mm-hmm. And this is how what I've been reading, like how you establish uh, boundaries. And if a, you say, you know, say you haven't made any plans for this Friday mm-hmm. um, and it's Thursday already, and then Friday morning comes, you're like, cool, I'm going to knock out this work day. I'll come home. I'm going to watch you know, this movie I've been wanting to see, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a pizza and just chill. And that's, you've made plans with yourself. And then like 6 PM comes around and the guy or girl that you've been seeing, is like, Hey, let's do something. And you're like, I'm sitting here with my pizza. My <laughs> I'm, I'm doing even, what I'm doing yeah, for the night. <laughs> I don't want to do anything, but you're kind of like, man, maybe you haven't seen them in a few days. You know, this is the only time they have available. Say you don't want to. So say, no, I can't do that tonight. Um, and then sit back and watch how they react. If they can like, okay, cool. No problem. Cool. We've established a boundary. If they are resistant to that, that's their fucking issue for one. Right. And my boundaries are causing you problems mm-hmm. and you don't want to give another solution. Like, okay, well, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, well, since you asked a day at a time, maybe I can do something. Right. Um, right. And right. again, it's not playing games. It's just, there's always that voice. It's like, man, I don't want to do that. Are you doing it because it's this person? If someone else were to be like, Hey, no. So say no, and if the other person acts crazy, that's a good indication that mm-hmm. there's a boundary issue. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, um, don't just say no just to say no. But if again, yeah, if it's something that you feel that you don't want to do or something that you're not, yeah, just respectfully have a conversation about it if need be. But kind of stick to your stick to your ground, and even with that, compromise. Compromise is super important. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, no, I got something going on, you know, real busy. And, you know, like, that's what I would do. But, send yeah. a funny picture, like, real busy tonight. Sorry, you got plans. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, mm-hmm. but what are you doing tomorrow? And yeah. at least I'm not blowing them off. Like, no, can't. Right. But again, I'm still not going to be changing. Like, oh, okay. So, I don't want to get up and have to get ready and dress to see you, but I'm going to do it. So then I'm annoyed when I get there and mm-hmm. it's not, we're not doing anything that I, you know, got ready to do. I left the house. Why am I sitting on your couch now? So, right. Yeah. Just say no. Yeah. Um, is it my turn? Yes, it is. Number seven, find new hobbies. Your quarantine routine may have looked like takeout and true detective returns, oh, reruns every night. But the new year is a great time to find some new hobbies. Learn a foreign language, start a black author book club, or even take up knitting. If you haven't developed a new hobby or two during this whole quarantine, I don't oh, know yeah. what the hell you've been doing. But I hope you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you just haven't been. And no judgments, but I hope you haven't just been watching TV the whole thing through. No, because I have been doing other things than just that, and I still can't find shit new on Hulu, Prime, yeah. Netflix. Like I feel like I'm actually really watching less TV <laughs> really? than before it. Yeah, because I don't even really watch any of the 
shows anymore. I mean, I do watch one here and there, but I know I used to watch a lot more. Uh, I, I guess it's just been busy, but yeah, get please. And this, this was actually one from our resolution list. Uh, but find something to do, something constructive. Think something about something that, that you, that you used to do when you were a kid that was interesting to you and make it into something that you can do as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, try something, Google hobbies as an adult and pick one that interests you and try it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. This one seems interesting. Create novelty. Number eight. Stories about one night stands or summer flings are exciting because they are novel. They're new and unfamiliar and exciting. You can still have this in a long-term monogamous relationship, but you'll need to find little ways to create novel experiences. Rent a nearby Airbnb for for a staycation. Try getting into um getting in try to get in it on a different room. Try getting it on in a different room. I don't know why that I couldn't read that. Heck, order Chinese food from a different place. I like this one. Uh, cause it's just kind of about how should I say creating memories to some degree or creating new standards or something mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Creating memories out of like you let's let's go down to the ocean front rent a hotel room for a night and just do whatever different surroundings like a breath of fresh air yeah it doesn't have to be monumental you fly anywhere or drive 12 hours right yeah right i love it i love i absolutely love it i think i think that's dope and that Even would be something wanna, that i would do you know you live near a large city and you want to go you know find a place to go to dinner down there but you also don't want to worry about driving home rent a you know a cheap hotel motel room down there whatever and yeah. do your thing and have fun and it's all new experience new food new place new bed and just enjoy it and you have to worry about who's gonna drive us home yada yada right right yep uh number nine learn what makes you super turned on sometimes you eat because you're bored sometimes you eat because you're starving same goes for sex you know when you're naturally oh, neutrally into it versus totally consumed and ready to go you can't imagine not getting on right the second Learning what makes you and your partner feel super turned on and do more of that. I mean, that should have already been. You should learn yourself anyways before. I realize not many people do, but especially females, I feel like they're a little more timid. Um, But yeah, yeah, you should know what you're into or what you think you might be into. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you're not a total weirdo, hopefully tell your person. That does take some intimacy, you know, beforehand. Yeah. 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 You, you should always look to, and it doesn't even have to be sexual, just in life, what you enjoy Mm -hmm. uh, and what you want to be cultivated within yourself and communicate that to your partner. Uh, But specifically with sex. Yes. Like, yeah. Know what your thing is and, Share that with your partner and hopefully your partner indulges in those things and, and stuff like that. The sooner you do it, the better, because let me tell you, being on and off with someone for three years and you do the same thing the same way, I can predict who, what, when, where, how, and how I'm going to pretend to come this time to get you off of me. If I were to say, I don't like that after three years when you've been doing it every fucking day right. and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to want to hide in a fucking hole. Right. So I'm either stuck faking this part for the rest of 
forever and hope that you just stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> when I push you away, it's not because I'm trying to run, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to run from it, come get it. It's I want you to stop that. <laughs> so if you don't vocalize that in a timely manner, like nicely, not maybe not right at the moment, but right, right. Um, then, yeah. So don't go thinking you've been in a 10 year marriage and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Yeah. I don't like how, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. The sooner you address something that you know that you don't like, the better. That's a fact. It's an absolute fact. Oh, <laughs> you segue to the next one pretty well. Number 10, address issues early. Rather than letting little things build up and stew and uh, try addressing issues early and often. I don't know about early and often, but okay. This doesn't mean, okay, being confrontational 24-7. It means being transparent with your feelings at the moment and saying, when something makes you upset. So I have, I 75% agree with this one. I think the wording kind of threw you off. Yeah. Bit, uh, often. I, yeah. I just, I, for sure. For sure. Because they say often and it says, this doesn't mean being confrontational 24-7, but what if you constantly have issues, but then you need Shouldn't to address that, that partner. Right. For sure. But on the same token, yeah. If, if you, if you have an issue with, things then you should vocalize those issues mm -hmm. for sure and you need to be aware of how it bothers you why it bothers you and how you would want to be addressed with it before you come at them for sure for one you should if you're out and about with friends or you're at you know someone else's house with them that's probably not the time to be like you know when you do that yeah that's not the time or place yeah because now you're just showing out in front of people and yeah that's not, that's cool not cute yeah. yeah um but and and it should be as soon as you can after you know uh, you realize this is an issue like mm -hmm. the sooner the better mm -hmm. when it's appropriate mm -hmm. um, and if it's there's I think the way I take often is maybe you know you collect a couple of them and then you're like you know what when you do this and that it drives me nuts when they they were never happening together maybe they happened right. over you know a couple weeks and now it's like okay well now you're coming at me with all of this right. So maybe if you would have been like, you know, I don't like it when you do this. And mm -hmm. then it may lead down to another one. Like, I don't really like when you do that either. Right. Now, if it's just you that's always saying, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like. You yeah, should address It's going to be a problem and you probably sure. are with the wrong person. For sure. Because they're either not telling you about themselves, feeling some type of way when you do things, or they don't fucking care. <laughs> they don't care. They don't notice enough because they don't fucking care. Right. And you're just over here bitching and bitching and bitching. Right. No, that's a fact. That's an absolute fact. Yeah. Yep, number 11. 11, know what you're really fighting about. Mm. Yes. I mean, in my past, like I said, things will build up, and then all of a sudden I'm, like, releasing the Kraken over something seemingly because fucking stupid. left the milk out. You always leave the milk out. Mm -hmm. Because I'm hurt over something else that I didn't address. Mm -hmm. um, so are you fighting about the wet towel on the bathroom floor, or are you fighting about not feeling hurt in your relationship and feeling taken for granted? Knowing what you're actually upset about will help you fix it, especially if it's a woman trying to express why she's upset to a male. If you <laughs> don't outright say, you know, if it's the bathroom towel, picked it up and you just, I'm going to lose my shit. S sit down and talk and, you know, I feel like I'm, you don't hear me when I'm speaking and you don't care. I'm being taken for granted. Like I'm your maid and it's not about the towel. It's a collection of things. Mm -hmm. Cause if you're bitching about a towel and you don't say anything else, 
he's for one going to forget and do it again. But, mm-hmm. and secondly, they're gonna, why are you freaking out about a towel? Mm-hmm. I feel like you guys see things very black and white when it comes to us, like very much so our shit over something. <laughs> Men are very logical, not to say and we're there more aren't emotional. some logical women, but it's, it's literally black and white for us. So if you're like, to your point, if you're spazzing out on me over this little thing, then I'm, and I, okay, and I will say this also, as you become older and you have more relationship experience and things like that, you see more. So if if you came at me over like me leaving something out of the refrigerator or something like that, and you're like going in, then I'm like, all right, this could be deeper than that. Yo, tell me what's up. Mm-hmm. And then we would have to pull it out. But typically speaking, it's just like, dude, are you serious right now? Like what, what, what it's, it's okay. We could get more milk. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So be very, exactly. (laughs) Be very transparent in your feelings because if you're, if you're spazzing out on, on your significant other about, something that seems insignificant but it's really a part of a bigger picture paint the bigger picture mm-hmm. and yeah. it may take you a little bit to be like to think about where this is rooted from because it may not right. even be from that relationship if you've got issues from the past mm-hmm. it may be reminding you some of something and triggering something inside of you that you're you know not really always thinking about but when this happens again mm-hmm. like well, 10 years ago when i this is how our downfall started mm-hmm. and they never listen to me and i've said you know um, let's make sure we put our stuff in the laundry hamper or whatever. And this is going to be the same thing. No, right. you need to really like, step back and right. lose those uh, initial annoyed emotions. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Good, good one. Another good one. Number 12, quiet the peanut gallery. I find this funny because I am sometimes the peanut gallery. <laughs> so your relationship is between you and your partner. It doesn't need approval or understanding from your mom, your hairdresser, your best friend, or your sister. So let me qualify the statement that I just made. I am usually the person that friends come to if they need like a second voice out of their head, which what's with what's going on in their relationship. Right. But I feel like people come to me because I can give an objective Mm -hmm. uh, opinion. If I don't agree with you, I'm going to tell you, no, you're wilding out. Yeah. Like <laughs> mom's probably not going to yeah, typically exactly, exactly. So if they don't like the person, they're always going to be on your side. If they really, really, really like the person, they're going to be on their side and be like, Oh no, you're not blah, blah, blah. So not to say if you're having issues first, if you're having issues with your significant other, you should address them with your significant other Yeah, or your therapist or your therapist. Absolutely. <laughs> but there will be some times when you need just a voice, someone else in your ear. You'll need someone to talk to. Make sure that person really has your best interest in mind and can give you an objective type of opinion and not just like don't have yes people around you in regards to your relationships, mm-hmm. just telling you what you want to hear. That's, that's not healthy and it's not effective. Yeah. Especially if they can't even cultivate their own healthy relationships. That also, that also yeah, like girl, he didn't text you for a day. Mm-mm, he's right. doing something just because that's your experience. Doesn't mean that's true for sure. So like 
I do this because I'll send you a screenshot of a conversation or something. I'm like, how would you, how do you take this? Because I know very well, I can see things too emotionally and illogically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, did you for real? Like, I feel hoed right now. <laughs> I feel Should hoed. I feel hoed right now? Like, <laughs> rushed off? And then you're like, yeah, I wouldn't have done that if, you know, yeah. I had received that text from me. That's not, that would have been my reaction. Right. Yeah. Right. And then again, it's a grain of salt. I'm like, okay, okay. I understand. So now I'm validated in my feelings. I'm not crazy. Like, right, okay. Right. But I'm also not going to say anything because the lead up to that was, oh, traffic sucks. And I know this person to know that with one thing is annoying them, the whole fucking day is annoyed at that moment. I right. get it. And then it's like, okay, well, you're rude. And then I'll sit back <laughs> and rude. see what happens the rest of the day. If you come right. out of your shell and fix it, cool. If not, then I'll be like, yep, yeah, nope. Mm-mm. Right. Because that was rude. <laughs> Yeah. So yep. sometimes you are looking for validation, like this fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Other times, yeah. you just need an unbiased opinion. But definitely be cognizant of what it is that you're looking for. And if you're looking for someone to tell you you're right, you're probably doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 13, establish your own timeliness. Oh, timelines. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but you know what? I, one S and it would have been timeliness. Right, yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. That Not is, totally illiterate. Yeah. Traditional relationship milestones are tired. You and your boo work on your own schedule and you get to make your own plans rather than feeling pressure to confirm, uh, to conform to some outside idea of what your relationship should look like. Make plans for yourself, which I agree with to an extent. I think some of the traditional things we need to kind of take back. Um, mm-hmm. But other things that if you're constantly on social media and you're like, well, I'm 35, I should have a kid by now. I should have been yeah. married by now. I should, God. I should, I should, because this is what society shows me I should do. No, like you, if you want to be miserable, okay, settle. Marry this person that you don't really feel like is your life partner. You know, there's, I, that you is, may have a different path. That is one thing that I look, I listen out for context clues about when I am talking to someone. Uh, timelines mm-hmm. because timelines is it pretty much ruined uh, I mean it was other things but it was part of why uh, a previous relationship didn't work um, because certain things needed to be done by certain times and things like that and that's just not how I operate I operate on when it makes when it makes sense and I'm not saying that it that's the right thing but that's my thing yeah Um, so anything that is going to go against that is probably not going to work out for me. So, yeah. And also to that, I feel like if you've been dating someone, um, I guess seeing someone dating, it's official over, you know, a few years and you've made it known, like my end goal is to find someone that I'm going to marry. I want to be married one day Mm -hmm. and by, you know, year five, God forbid, they still have not set an intention. Like. I want to complete these goals before we make this happen. Mm-hmm. Or you kind of get, oh, yeah, no, one day, one day. You may need to put it out there. Like, if you can't give me this, mm-hmm. I'm not giving you an ultimatum. Like, I'm going to leave you if you don't marry me. But if it's not something that you can give me right. in my time, then I'm moving on. I'm not wasting yeah, my time. because you're wasting your time, yeah. for sure. Yep. Absolutely. So. There's two sides of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at the person that has their own things in mind. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I just know that that that's not how I operate. Right. And I, I, I can't operate that way. Right. Like I'm in a situation, um, not 
like currently, but I find myself in this often. If I am seeing someone and mm. then, you know, you're dating someone, cool. They're obviously probably dating other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm ready to not date other people. And I say, you know, I don't want to date other people. Um, like what's happening here? And they yeah. want to pitter pat around that. Well, if I'm looking for a relationship, you know, to be official and monogamous and they're like, Oh, well, I'm kind of good with, Okay. Cool. No hard feelings, but that's not what I'm looking for at this point. Right. I'm not going to give you an ultimatum, but it's not what I want. Right. So cool. Bye. Yeah. That's simple. <laughs> yep. That's simple. And I've struggled with that in the past, but now, you know, I'm not getting any younger and mind, you know, I can't like telepathically send you, you want to be with me and yeah. only me. No, if I got to yeah. force it, definitely it's not going to happen. You're just going to sure. fake it in my face and go for sure. with, you know, whoever behind my back that's not gonna change anything for you absolutely just want to shut me up (laughs) absolutely so yeah so number 14 make smaller daily gestures sure lavish gifts and big declarations of love can be exciting but smaller daily gestures bringing someone a cup of coffee sending a thinking of you text doing the dishes helping carry groceries make caring a habit rather than an event. I agree with that. Uh, I support that. Yeah. It's just ongoing. Yeah. Don't constantly be expecting like, Oh, got this water case out of the car and you like didn't even say thank you. Like bitch. Okay. I appreciate Give me a minute to breathe. Like, (laughs) Oh, you got that out. Thank you for not making me your 120 pound girlfriend carry it while you're sitting here on the playstation right don't expect me to kiss your ass for everything that you do when you know you don't do it for me and i wouldn't want that done for me but just do it yeah no agreed Agreed. i did the dinner last week okay cool you want a fucking cookie (laughs) (laughs) 15 talk openly and frankly about your sex life even with long-term partners getting honest about your sex life can be daunting Are you having enough sex? Too much? Is there something you want to try? Thinking of switching your birth control? Having smaller, more frequent check-ins and conversations about sex is the best way to normalize talking about it and nix any potential hurt feelings or awkwardness. And don't do it in the middle of the act. Like, no, 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 stop. We need to talk. Don't do that. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, no. (laughs) Not the negative. If if, you were like, let's try this, then maybe put it on him in the middle of it if it's not too weird. But Right, right, right. If you can't do that, then you you kind of you kind of know if you're with someone, you kind of know what their boundaries are, like what they're good with and what they're possibly not good with. So it's kind of like, yeah, you just you know you you feel your partner out, you feel your partner out, and yeah. But conversations are always good. Conversations is a good thing. You want to make sure that you're completely transparent. And yeah, just don't, just don't stick it in the butt one day. That's funny you say <laughs> butt. Cause I was going to say, um, one of these exes that, you know, I am supposed to make amends to as soon as our relationship like got official, things started getting like kind of weird and not like for the good, good of it. <laughs> and that's, you know, if someone would have said something earlier, then I would have been like, skirt, cool, we're good. Right. And maybe you wouldn't have got your feelings hurt so bad, but I'm not into touching your booty. Okay. I don't like touching no one's ass. You can touch mine. Fine. I'm not, I, I'm not about that. I just, I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. Maybe I'm a weirdo. Maybe this is normal. Everyone touches 
does whatever their man's ass. I don't know. It's not my norm. I'm not comfortable with that. And if I get to the point where I want to avoid getting near your ass, because I'm afraid that you're going to try to. No, I can't. So let me let you know, like, if that's something that's really important to you and like really does it for you, this is I definitely going be to be the person. clip we put on social media for the episode. Let's put that out there right now. Timestamp. I am not comfortable touching your ass. And if that's what you're into, I'm not the one for you. Look, no I don't need here. you. It's just not for me. Acting yeah. like it's cool that I, and then, you know, we take it somewhere and 10 years down the road. After, you know, two kids, you're like, hey, I'm leaving you because she licks my butthole. Because I don't, I'm never, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen anytime soon on my radar. I'm just, I can't. It's like a mental block. I just can't. Well, that's great because number 16 is manage your expectations. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> From family planning to who's uh, paying for dinner, expectations come. Or also who's licking who's, you know, backside. Uh, expectations come in all shapes and sizes being transparent with your wants and needs help you and your partner manage expectations without feeling totally surprised or betrayed if you're not on the same page this is just another one of those communication one-on-ones and let me say i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna poke your butthole (laughs) but i still want you to poke mine no if you're like Oh, you're not going to lick my ass? Well, I'm not going to lick yours. Okay. Like, cool. I'm not going to be like, you can't do this. Or I'm not going to do this to you, but I want you to do this to me. That doesn't work that way. Right. Okay. So, but also don't come at me licking my butthole and then turn around, put yours in my face, expecting like tit for tat. No. No. These Uh, are my expectations. (laughs) Okay. Mm -mm. I got, I got nothing. Number 17. Go for it. (laughs) <laughs> still resonates it's been like five years and it's i can still tell you are day. scarred right now <sighs> i can sweating. absolutely tell uh 17 spend quiet time together if you've pictured growing old with someone consider channeling your elderly selves snuggle up to read draw or just enjoy each other's company and quiet tune out all outside distractions and let go of the pressure to fill every silence which i feel like this goes with the first couple yeah yeah oh you're not gonna wait find a way to spin the the, the butt thing into this no no okay Yep. Uh, yeah. It's quite, yeah. Like you said, it, it ties into the other ones. Just, yeah. Uh, number 18, active, actively listen and remember. This is a problem of mine. Mm-hmm. This is the year to remember to ask about that big meeting your partner has on Thursday and that their boss's name is Chris. Active listening. Now, I do active listen, um, but remembering is the problem. Active listening shows your partner that you care about the things they say. If you're if you're a spacey sweetie, write things down or set reminders in your phone. I do that. You don't have to remember every little thing, but a little effort goes a long way. Yeah. I write Agreed. down on my calendar, like, when someone I was seeing was like, hey, I've got this huge exam on Friday if I've been studying all week then I'm like cool I'll write it down so I could put in the conversation at some point Friday oh how did the exam go because I know this is like you've been stressing about it mm-hmm. or oh next month I got to go out of town for a week to yada yada I write it down even though I'm not like scheduling anything or myself around that and it may not even be anything serious but I want to remember so I'm not texting them in the middle of that week like hey want to hang out mm-hmm. and that shows like oh you just really don't pay any attention to me do you like you don't give a shit I text you this two weeks ago you don't right. remember right yeah. right 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For all those out there that have a bad memory like me, you just have to do little things here and there to remember stuff. But um, I like the idea of active listening because you, you should be engaged when your partner is speaking mm-hmm. with you, actually acknowledging what they're saying. That kind of goes in line with put the phone down into the side. You can't, you can't engage with someone's story as you're looking on, you know, on Twitter or wherever, whatever social media or whatever else you may do on your phone. And if you have ADD like me, when someone's talking to you, for one, it's awkward to maintain eye contact, so they may feel like you're not actively listening. Right. But also, I'm already, already know what they're going to say, like what it's leading up to, so I'm kind of like in t- yeah. inclined to like interject because I'm like, I already know what you're going to say, yada, yada, yada. Wait it out and don't be thinking ahead like, Oh, okay. You're leaving this week. Okay, cool. Um, what do I have? I should schedule my nail appointment for that week. Mm-hmm. I should get my hair done that week while you're gone. Because <laughs> they're talking to you and I'm like, I'm already whoop, way yeah. the fuck over here and yeah. all that land. So yeah. it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Ping, ping, ping. ping, 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 ping. Yeah. <laughs> uh number 19, big one. Say I feel not you are. Because then you're uh, being uh, accusatory. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when tensions start to rise, it's easy to name your partner's behavior. Like you're selfish mm-hmm. before expressing your own feelings. I feel ignored. Mm-hmm. Try framing your thoughts with I statements and describing how you feel because um, you're not a mind reader mm-hmm. rather than what they are doing. This allows you to express yourself without accusing your partner and gives them space to discuss their intentions. So if, if you're like, you're fucking ignoring me now, like I feel like I'm being ignored. Yeah. It's not like you are doing this. It's like, this is how I perceive with my feelings. What's going on? And if you, yeah, if you put the onus of your feelings on yourself, then it gives the other person the opportunity to acknowledge and consider how they may play into Mm -hmm. how you feel instead of you telling them what they're doing, what it may not have even been in their intention to do that. They're automatically going to be on the defensive and they're not even going to acknowledge your feelings at that point. So it's very important to learn how to communicate with your partner. And that's a big part of it. And if you specify, like, I feel like I'm being ignored, I feel ignored. They're more likely to put themselves and empathize if they're not a total sociopath uh, with those feelings. Like how, you know, oh, well, when I feel ignored, I feel, you know, abandoned, yada, yada. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't want to make my person that I care about feel that way. Like, oh, I'm sorry you feel ignored. Mm -hmm. It was not my intentions because Mm -hmm. if you're like, you're ignoring me, it's like, no, I'm not. You're right. fucking loony. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So it's all in the way you word things with anything in your life. It's how you express and word things that's going to make a difference between successful communication mm-hmm. or starting a fight. Super important. Super important. Number 20. Put in the work. Like a houseplant or a kombucha scoby. A scoby. No idea. Relationships take nurturing and care, checking, sexy time, unsexy time, where you talk about bills and schedule, work schedules, conflict, mediation, and showing up for each other. Decide to put the work in together. Yes. I don't have anything to add to that. And it shouldn't be one-sided. You shouldn't be the one that's always... I got to do this and that and initiating every interaction for that mm-hmm. scheduling every, you know, dinner date or mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. everything should be equal. So if you feel like 
you could do more because your partner's always doing this, this, this. Mm -hmm. Maybe they enjoy it. Maybe they resent you. So communicate yeah, about that. For sure. For sure. Uh, last one, 21. Discover your own goals. Think about what you want from your relationship this year. Passion, excitement, security, trust. Do you want a weekly date night? More transparency with who you're texting? New sex positions? Decide what matters to you as a couple. Then discover how to achieve and prioritize that. Yes. You discover that even if you're single right now. Like even this is, more if you're single. Absolutely. Well, you should, you, uh, yeah, you yeah. should go in with like, again, your own boundaries, but sure. things that you know that you want to um, have expectations for. For sure. But sometimes your whole list isn't going to be met. And if your partner is oblivious, mm -hmm. then it's pointless. So yeah. if you want um, to find something that gives you security, stability, and trust, maybe you should stop texting the red flag that is like inconsistent AF. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, I don't like this inconsistency. It makes me nervous. Yeah. I don't like this yeah. because you already put in your mind, this is what I want. This is my goal. This is what's going to make me, you know, feel my best. Yeah. Just out of a relation, outside of a relationship, just being a human being. Yeah. You should have goals set up for yourself. Weekly date night. Your partner isn't automatically going to know that. Like, Susie, we've been living together for three years. You want a weekly date night? Yeah. Even if it's, we're out to the movies. Cool. Even if it's at home, like we, you know, rent a movie on demand from the theater and get our favorite food, like, and just focus on like us and do game board or board games or whatever it is you guys are into. That can be a date night as well. It's like one-on-one -on -one time. And if you're getting resentful, like you never spend time with me, you never mentioned that you know, this was a goal for our relationship to spend more time together. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that again goes with the, the relationship, um, resolution mm -hmm. that we, that we, uh, translated. So yeah, it, it's super important. It's super important. Um, but yeah, it's super important to have couples goals, but again, you know, we're going to, you know, this, this, this podcast is about dating relationships, but it's also about, you know, self-worth, self-help and all that good stuff, have your own goals too. And I can't stress that enough. And while we're in the world that we're in right now, you should have your goals and you should be zeroing in on how to accomplish those goals in this, all this idle time that we're having. But I'm going to get off my soapbox now as we prepare for the... This is the Reddit relationship advice. Oh, shout out to bustle.com. An amazing list. I hope you all um, got something from that. I, I think this was a really, really well put together list as far as relationships and how to take on your relationships going into the new year. Hope you grab something from it. Even if it was just one or two of the things that we, we read off to you, to you all, I hope that it, it home and it is of some help. Now it's time for the bullshit. <laughs> How to break up with my boyfriend without devastating him. About why he's at work and leave him post it. <sighs> and your phone number. Yeah. If he's devastated, at least you won't have to know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm totally kidding. Anyone that does that is a fucking asshole. So pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I've been with him for two years. We've been living together for the past six months. And I just feel so disgusted. I don't want to touch. I don't want him to touch me anymore. Ooh. 
it's been the same horrible, horrible, terrible jokes all the time to the point where I cut him before he says it because I freaking know what he's about. This has to, to have happened during quarantine. Like I maybe you're fucking sick of them. Even walk <laughs> in the apartment without him bitching for a kiss or a hug. I get up from my desk to go to the toilets. They put an S toilets. He's going to make, he's going to make fake crying noises to get a kiss or a hug. This is some quarantine shit right here. I can't walk the dog without him coming. I can't take a walk without him coming. I have a day off. He'll take a day off. I'm working until late on my computer. He won't freaking leave the couch until I go to sleep with him. Literally sleeping there for hours because he won't freaking leave me alone for five freaking minutes. I'm cooking. He's over my shoulder. He's going to, he's going to work. Freaking has to wake me up because he needs hugs and kisses. Yo, she sounds like a real piece of work. He's not going to work. Well, doesn't matter that I work until 4 a.m. Because that, <laughs> because that bitch has to wake me up at 6 a.m. Same oh, time no. as him. He's not masculine because enough for her. he's freaking that too bitch. needy. That bitch. <laughs> I, I had to, because she did the B.I. and. So I had to read it to make sure she wasn't saying that he was bitching like she said earlier, but no, she straight up called him a bitch. Um, I can't freaking go three days without him bitching to go eat at his parents. I'm at a point. I just hate him. Oh my God. I'm at a point. I don't want anyone to be in my house anymore. I want to spend the next four years alone to compensate for this crap. I just can't take it anymore. He is kind and generous, but for God's sake, he's not funny at all. You are with him and you move with him. So I don't want to hear that, but Mm -hmm. whatever. And doesn't get the message that he's not. He doesn't get that. I like to breathe for once, please. Not the same air as him. Wow. By that point, I think I just hate his whole being. I hate the person he is. I can't very well tell him that no matter how much I hate him, I don't plan on destroying his heart. Even if things were made worse due to the pandemic, it's way too late. I tried talking with him, but it's just who he is. Oh, wow. I wish there were some ages to that, but she sounds young. Yeah, but she's also like just sick, sick, sick of his shit. When you call a man a a bitch, you really think he's a bitch. And you're oh, really yeah. like my, if I had a dick and cock and balls, like my shit would be hung. And you're over here with your little tiny dick and balls, fake crying. Like, Oh, you took that somewhere else? But okay. I, no, once you feel like you're the man in a relationship, and I'm going to be like, I'm comfortable that. being like, you're a bitch. There's no coming back from that. Yeah. There's just not. Yeah. And the more that she's like pulling away and trying to get away without telling him that, mm-hmm. he's going to be more and more and more needy, which is just driving her Because he's going to want to know what's wrong and why are you acting like this and 
et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I feel for him because clearly he's one type of way. I feel like this didn't just start when they moved in six months ago. This is who he's been. I, I mean, obviously, if she's not happy, I, I don't know. I guess I feel for her too. But I, I, overall, you you chose to be with this dude. You've been with him for two years. I have a hard time believing that he just turned into this person. Like I, I just don't. Like I, I just don't believe that. So that being said, I, you got to be honest with them. You have to be honest with them. You got to tell them that it, this isn't working. No matter how much you're going to devastate him, he'll be all right. And he'll find someone else and you'll find someone else. But if you're this angry in the relationship and this unhappy and you really feel this way about him to your point, to the, to the point where you're calling your man a bitch, you don't need to be with him. Mm-mm. You don't need to be with him. It, it's not going to get better. You you already don't respect him. Clearly, get out of that relationship. Get out of that relationship. That's all I got. Yeah, totally agree. You're not going to be able to even. You're not, you're going to hurt his feelings. Devastate. That's going to be his fucking problem. But his feelings are going to be hurt because he's very emotional and very, well, very needy right now. It's all in how you you give it, and you've probably waited way too fucking long, but he's going to be devastated for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go as far as saying devastation is on him. He's really, it's apparent he's really into her, like really into her. So, I I don't know what time of what type of relationship they fostered. Like, there's not much background to what their situation is, uh, but she did. Like someone gave advice, basically, clearly you're done. Um, just kind of giving advice. And her her response was, yeah, I figured uh, it would help me chill to write everything somewhere and getting some advice. So, I mean, I guess she's trying to cope, but I don't think there is going to be any cope to this. I think she just needs to figure out a way to end this um, relationship. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Wow. She's hostile. Yeah, that was that was the most spirited one of these that we've had. That was that was rough. That was rough even reading through. Like I I feel for I feel for them, but I really feel for him. Like that's yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was our What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Reddit relationship advice of the week. All right. Those people never cease to not entertain. I, that's why I love these. And you know what? What's what I really like about these, and the reason why we do these is because you are listeners, you could be going through something similar. Um, and we would love we would love for you all to reach out to us about your relationship. Maybe we'll, we have to do something on Insta something. Um, but we would love for you to reach out to us. And um, if you don't mind us, everything stays anonymous, obviously, but if you don't mind having your, your questions read on our socials or wherever the case may be, or even on an episode, we'll definitely do so. Uh, we're no experts, but we're live, we're willing to give out advice whenever possible. So Come holla at us. Yep. And with that being said, Lacey, do you have any final thoughts for this episode? Nope. 
All right. Well, that was Lacey, folks. Yeah, I've said all my all my things. <laughs> you said all your things? I've said all my things. Okay. Well, she said all her things. And I've said all my things. So with that, we are going to end this episode. We thank you so much for listening in. My name is Cam. You can find me on Call Me Cam on Insta. You can also find me at Cam Film Stuff on Insta. And you can also find me at hybrid.productions with a Z on Insta. Lacey, where can they find you? IG is lacedup85. Um, and the book, I'll be accepting new friends. The book, yeah. Because you'll just get lost in all those. Other, yeah. 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 Yep. So lacedup85. Word. And you can also follow the podcast page, which is What Happened Cast. What Happened Cast on Insta. Please follow. Please Paper, reach um, out. Um, TikTok, the TikTok. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are What Happened Cast on there, and on I am TikTok. Laced Up 85. So it's same name across all the platforms. Yeah, I think I'm calling me Cam on TikTok also, but there's nothing there yet. One day, one day. It's just a lurker. Yeah, I lurk. I lurk. But we thank you so, so, so much for listening. Uh, once again, I am Cam. And I'm Lacey. And this was the What Happened podcast. Till next time.